and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everybody, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Flying Changes show and I am very pleased today to welcome a very special guest. It was uh, difficult to get hold of her but we did in the end. Um, I'd love to uh, welcome today an amazing lady who um, just promotes a really cool thing and has a really great outlook in life and I just had to have her on the show. So welcome Rachel or as most people know of you as Ray, welcome. Hi, good morning. Hi. Um, thank you so much for joining us and to um, to discuss some things with us today all about body positivity, living life to the full, doing what you want to do as long as it doesn't harm anyone else and uh, and just being out there doing what you want to do and, and loving what you love. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, Rachel. Tell us something that uh, helps us to understand who you are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, so I was born in South Africa. Um, and I moved to England in 2002. Um, I've always had a, th a thing for horses. I think I first sat on a horse when I was on a family holiday in the Drakensberg Mountains. Um, and yeah, I just fell, you know, head over heels for them. And I wouldn't shut up about horses. Um, I didn't start lessons until I was maybe like seven or eight. And then it kind of, the place changed hands. It got a bit expensive. Um, and then we ended up moving. And when we moved, we couldn't really afford to take me for lessons and stuff like that. So um, it was a few years later, after I'd kind of settled into high school, that I started lessons again. Um, then it just kind of, same situation, got a bit too expensive. I had a couple of lone horses, like in the in between this part, but then I went to uni in 2010 and I started riding with my husband's university team because my uni didn't have one. Um, I didn't have a riding club. So I started riding with them. And then in my second year, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start my own. So I started um, an equestrian club at my university. And yeah, I stuck through it all the way through uni and had a couple of loans. Went like I was on summer holidays and stuff. Then finishing uni, had a uh, one part loan and then a full loan and then I ended up buying my super cob pepper back in 2015 so I've had her six years now and she's just the best she could everything and more that I wanted in a horse even though she was not what I was looking for I really wanted a gelding something that was unusual in color uh, or you know quite striking that stood out and a schoolmaster and she was a green bay mare so I couldn't be further from what I wanted. Do you know I love that um, and I hear it all the time that whatever we don't want is what we end up with. I didn't want a grey so I got a grey um, you know and it doesn't matter I mean one of the friends of mine said exactly the same thing she said I don't want a mare I don't want it under 16 hands and I don't want it over 10 years old so she's about to buy a 15 to uh, 14 year old mare. <laughs> Okay, cool. So obviously, you know, the, the a very common and very similar to mine, actually, story about how you've managed to do the riding. I set up our university riding club as well, weirdly enough. Um, and and all of that. So you've got your gorgeous, is it, sorry, what was your pe peg? No, pepper. it wasn't Pepper. That was it, Pepper, your gorgeous, gorgeous cob. And in the last couple of years, something's changed for you. I don't know if it's changed for you, but certainly um, people are now more aware of you. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about your social media and what you do and what you love to promote within it um, with you and the gorgeous Pepper. So my social media also has a bit of a backstory. I, the reason I've kept my username is because I actually started my YouTube channel back in 2006. So I've kind of had a presence on social media for a really long time and I've seen kind of the evolution of how it's all changed. Um, and I started by making like silly little horse videos and stuff like that um, and kind of progressed to making sort of like more cinematic kind of equestrian sport videos that got really popular at one point. Um, and that was even all the way through uni, I was still editing. And it was always a big passion of mine and something that I really, really enjoyed doing and I still really enjoy doing. And vlogging wasn't even a thing back then, like it didn't exist. Um, and I started my Instagram probably when I was in university, I think. So I've had that going for quite a long time. But yeah, like having, being an influencer or a YouTuber wasn't a career path. Um, and that started to take off maybe two, three, four years before I started really taking it seriously, I guess. Um, but the pivotal point for me was last year um, losing my father-in-law and then having a baby and then going into lockdown. And I think lockdown, I just had a lot of time to reflect. And that's when I really started to think about what I could do with my Instagram. What did, I didn't really plan to, I don't know, for it to go the way it has. Um, but yeah, I just started taking things a bit more seriously and thinking how can I make a difference to to myself and to pe to other people. And that's where it all began then, like seriously began. So you're out there, you've got this mission, you think how can I make a difference to myself and to other people? What is it that, that's fueled this for you and what is the difference that you're trying to make? I think the thing that started it was I just, I'd never really had nice riding clothes and i was determined to find i was i think it was like trying to think of where my youtube channel could go initially and i was thinking do you know what i like watching other people do try on hauls so they might order from like sheen or wish or um pretty little things or whatever and they'll try a clothes haul on and i thought do you know what this could be a cool concept for um the equestrian community and i'd seen i think i had seen a couple of people do it but obviously no one that was my size um, and I had seen some like regular clothing hauls from plus size people. And I thought, you know what, that's quite an interesting concept. And that kind of started this journey of like, okay, I'm going to try and find some nice equestrian attire. And it was a struggle. And I'm still like always searching for, um, inclusive brands like that. And yeah, I found a couple, um, such as Flexers, who I'm now very lucky to be sponsored by, um, the Wide Boot Company, who I believe you've had on the show before, uh, Bex, she is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm a brand ambassador for them now, and uh, Blackfoot Equestrian, as well as one of my other favourites. But yeah, just kind of went on this mad search, and that's when my first try-on video came, and kind of it's been up and up from there, really. Cool. So you started off in the search of <clears throat> finding things for you 
that you know you could wear that you look good in you feel good in what is it that you felt was missing and I know you said something to me earlier when well, I don't know if we could put that on the podcast and I said yeah I think do you know what I think that we can it's what you believe it's what you found what was the problem that you found in the industry at the time when you were starting to sort of look and probably very much still exists you know well it does doesn't it let's face it <laughs> yeah so I think um the equestrian fashion industry is really lagging behind from the modern fashion industry where we're starting to see more inclusive models. We see models with disabilities, plus size, plus size models, um, things like that. And you just don't really see that. Um, people of color as well. And I do feel like the equestrian fashion industry is very much like a skinny, white, rich girls place, you know. Um, and I get that. It, a lot of it is obviously sport driven and brands like to use um, athletes to promote their products. And a lot of them obviously are built that way. Um, but the the majority of riders are just happy hackers or, you know, amateurs. And we aren't, you know, we don't have, not all of us have that physique, but yeah, we should still be considered, you know, in when you're designing clothes that's my opinion anyway yeah absolutely and we brought you on here to have your opinion because i think you know people having their opinions and putting issues out there to the clothing industry and to the designers and to the brands i don't think sometimes they don't realize there's an issue until someone starts to shout about it you know they go oh we never really thought of that i mean i know certainly some of the companies that you've worked with are really um finding it really important that actually they do listen to people and, and what they want because actually they're the ones who are going to be buying the clothes so tell us a little bit then about body positivity and what that means to you and why it's so important for you and, and your cause well I have always battled with my weight I've always been yo-yo dieting and I got really badly bullied in school I mean you can imagine goth girl you know I wasn't even that big you know I was what we now know is the average size i was about a size 16 and i got bullied like you would not believe and i think that that caused me to have years and years and years of like i can't wear this or i can't do this i can't do that or i'm self-conscious about this and yeah like i was saying when i lost my father-in-law who was the fittest in the family he was really hard working never you know he never had sick days unless he really had to and he, he wanted to provide for his family and he had cancer and it just was so unfair and he never got a retirement or anything like that you know he never got to enjoy all this hard work hard-earned money that he made and that was kind of the pivotal point in my life when I thought why do I care what other people think you know what what's the point in living like that because you're just going to hold yourself back from doing things that you want to do and things that you want to enjoy and don't get me wrong there's still times when I think oh you know I, I am still self-conscious about my weight and I think I always will be um but yeah I think that's what kind of gave me that drive to to help other people come out of this yeah incredible and I think you know having someone because you are a very strong character you know your presence online is very positive and what have you I know um I don't know specifically your story but I am fully aware that um doing that and being out there and being yourself and just saying just be you and it's okay you know not to be a size 10 and all that stuff as a horse rider 
that you get flack. You do get people saying things. And I mean, you know, one of the obvious things that people say is um, either you're too heavy for your horse or it's not healthy to be a, a bigger person. You know, what what's the kind of things that you've had to deal with or, you know, that you you've created um, ways of dealing with that stuff that actually is still positive and still works for you and, and means that you, you're not being brought down by it all the time as well? Because otherwise you can't really help others, can you, if, if that's yeah. what's happening to you as well? There are times when the hate comments really do get to you. And I do, I get that, you know, the you're too big for your horse and this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, these people don't know you. They don't know your horse. They don't know the journey you've been on with them. They don't know why you are the size you are. Some people have, you know, PCOS. They have meds that they have to take that cause weight gain. Or like I've come in to understand now, having a personal trainer, how bad yo-yo dieting has been for me all my life. Um, and that's why my body's in this state now where it's really difficult to lose weight. So I'm learning all, all new stuff about, you know, that kind of side of things. And I found out that you can block certain words from being commented on Instagram and on TikTok and stuff like that. And that's really helped. That's probably been one of the biggest things that's helped, as well as my husband is a massive, you know, support system for me. And when people comment, he's just like, why why do you care about that like it it means absolutely nothing and he's right but i don't know it does still get to you you know there are days especially if i'm already low where those comments really hit hard and then i just kind of take a step back and i'm like do you know what i need a break kind of you know reconfigure and then come back to it um but yeah it never gets easier hearing it but i think the best advice i can give people is that you know you and the professionals who work with you and your horse are the ones that matter. Um, they're the only opinions that you should care about. If your vet's happy, their physio, everyone who works with you and your horse is happy, um, then that's all that matters. And that's what I keep telling myself. So, and plus, you know, your horse, you know, a horse wouldn't let someone carry them who was too heavy for them. They'd let you know, especially a mare, <laughs> let me tell you. If she's not happy, like I know when she needs the physio out because she starts kind of doing these little bucks and things or she might need the saddle check in that's how I know and you have these cues with your horse that you'll you'll know if something's not right and I have there have been times when I've thought I need to stop and I've got too heavy there have been times where I've been like that and I've stopped riding and I've focused on myself and just let her be a horse so I think people think that I don't know, because I'm big I'm, and I'm riding, I don't care or that I don't think that it's an issue. It's something that literally plagues me. Like my weight is something that is, it's a real big issue for me and something that I really struggle with all the time. So people really need to think about what they say before they leave comments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think <clears throat> there's so many generalizations that people make that, you know, because you're not a tiny person that you must be lazy or you're not balanced or you're not fit enough. But actually, body size and fitness make no difference, particularly, do they? You can be you can be really unfit, and very skinny and you can be really quite fit and, you know, bigger. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of generalizations there. And I think there's a lot of generalization as well about how you ride. You could be very unbalanced as a tiny person and gob them and smack them and, you know, actually cause your horse more harm than someone who's actually able to balance and ride in balance and stay in balance with their horse and not hinder them too much. So what's been your kind of um, experience of, of that as well, of, of like actually 
the generalizations that people make and the way that you in your social media can tackle them and talk about them and you know de debunk the myths yeah i think that's a massive part of like my like the blog inside um of my my youtube channel and my instagram is just to share the good and the bad moments so people realize that it's okay to go through the bad bits um you know it's so easy to watch a few seconds of a video of someone riding and say you're ramming them in the gob you're you know you're kicking too hard you're doing this you're doing that but that's such a small percentage of like a tiny percentage of what you and your your horse are doing and what you're working on um and i've had like you know the poor horse comments and stuff and i think poor horse this horse gets treated like a queen she has the best bedding the best feed everything you know i go without so that she can have she's got a better wardrobe than me <laughs> anyone who follows me knows that i'm a matchy matchy addict and she's got like 45 matchy sets um so she gets literally the best of everything and i've seen people who never get their horses backs checked they don't have money to get the horse's feet done regularly so they go without you know things like that you can't judge someone based on what you see online a lot of people don't share as much as i do you know so to to go ahead and leave comments like that it's just totally unnecessary and i mean from my experience the people who have left these comments are not you know a lot of them don't have any footage or photos of them at all for a start or they're young so that's another reason why i kind of take it with a pinch of salt a lot of them are kind of 12 year old kids who think they're being funny or think they know better because they've watched like heartland or, <laughs> or whatever um so they think they're an expert in that respect but yeah and i think it's it's so true what you're saying as well that a a, a particular photo or a particular piece of footage or an edit of something can show a problem or mask a problem one or the other yeah and actually i think this is a, a common problem that a lot of our professional riders come across as well and certainly working with the ones that i do is their um social media presence they have to be really careful what they post and things as well because they get the same stuff and they're the professional riders they are absolutely hammered for using the whip too much using the spurs too much riding and drawings you know sort of things that actually they're professionals they know why and how they do it but people can take it out of context see that split second of whatever it is and and hammer them for being terrible and not understanding the backstory so why is it so important for you to show the backstory and show the truth um about things and, and how has that helped other people in you doing so um i think i've always just been like a really honest person like that's just who i am and <laughs> i can't lie like i just can't lie um so when i you know when i go through these things i know if i'm watching someone else i would want to know i don't know how to explain it like i i would want to know the full side of things or at least you know as much as i can it kind of makes you more um what's the word like you can relate to them more so I like watching YouTubers and Instagrammers and things who are very real, very open, very honest about everything. Um, yeah, because I don't know, it's like you almost have this relationship with a person through a screen. It's really odd. Um, like you think, oh, I'd love to be best friends with them or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't, 
I don't know how to answer that question. That's a really difficult one. <laughs> well, I think you just did, which is, you know, just be you and and put what you think and what you feel and, and whatever that is at the time. Do you know, haters are going to hate regardless. It does not matter what you do. They're not going to like you. You could be really good at something. They're not going to like you. You could be really bad at something. They're not going to like you. Like, you know, so you've, you've just got to be you, really, haven't you? And And just accept the fact that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's fine because they're not in your your tribe so what's been the positive impact that you've found and what have been the kind of nice comments and the positive things that have come about with you doing what you do and posting what you post this is something that i try to focus on a lot is i get way more positive comments than i do negative and it is always the negative ones that just i don't know they just grind you so much harder but I do have way more positive comments and a lot of people message me saying thank you so much for just being you and like thank you for sharing where you get clothes is probably one of the biggest ones I get because you know this is what's driven me to keep going as well is that there clearly is a lack of inclusivity in the equestrian fashion industry because so many people have messaged me to say thank you and I get messages literally every day where do you get your boots from where do you get your jackets from where do you get your breeches from like if there really is an issue with this you know with this area and I was actually talking to Bex yesterday about I was looking again at brands and I found one and that they, they put um their extra large as a 16 plus and I was like hang on a minute you would never get like so they put, um, yeah, extra large is 16 plus, but they would never put like an, a small minus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why, why is this, why are we like just completely shoved to one side when you don't even necessarily need to be fat, which I hate that word anyway, but you don't have to be fat to wear a bigger size of clothing. Some people are more busty. Some people have bigger shoulders or longer arms and they have to, you know, and with the boots as well, with Bex, we did a whole video about this um, on my YouTube channel, if anyone was interested, about um, the, the issues of going to a tax store and not being able to pick up what you need. Um, like, boots are so, like, small in sizing when, but you think about it, we're, we're doing a sport and our calves are naturally going to be bigger and built bigger than other people's. So why are riding boots so skinny, <laughs> built so tight, you know, fitted, um, when a lot of people, even even though they might be like a size 12, 14, might still have bigger calves because they're using them, you know, and their muscles. Yep, very true. It's uh, It's got to be um, clothing for bodies, doesn't it, really? You know, for, for whatever body you have. So do you feel like the industry is changing a little bit and that you're a part of that or have you, have you not really noticed it? No, I think it is changing. And I've, I've spoken to a lot of men as well, actually, who, you know, there seems to be a, a huge lack of um, men's clothing that isn't extortionately expensive, um, which is strange because if you look at the top riders, a lot of them are men. Um, so there is definitely a lack of in that respect as well but i don't know if i've had a direct impact but i've i do you know speak to brands a lot and if i find one that you know is inclusive i will say thank you so much you know for bringing this to the table and if you ever want any help with promotion or anything like that like i'm happy to 
to promote brands like that. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it was if there's a direct link there, but um, I have seen. Well, if you look at my channel and and stuff, I found more brands along the way that I've started to wear and and enjoy. So yeah, I'm, either I'm just finding out about them or. <laughs> more of them are popping up but someone like flexes for example they've just introduced a size 22 to 24 so i think they are recognizing it yeah i'm saying my flexars right now actually they are the best things ever i'm going to go to pilates later in my flexars and then straight to the horse they're great <laughs> and they're super comfy and they're lovely and actually the women that run the company are just gorgeous i met them at windsor we had an absolute blast i was with them um on the stand next door with jake tyrant and it was just brilliant fun they are a blast those ladies so um so from a mindset perspective then we've talked about you know the negativity that you get and we talked about the positivity that you get what about in your own riding what are your kind of goals dreams aspirations what do you want to achieve um and what's it what's it about for you from a riding perspective I think my perspective in life in general is just to have fun. Um, Peps is a complete all-rounder. You know, we've. I, I'd say my main interest lies with kind of dressage. I find dressage really interesting and I can't believe it's so overlooked by people because once you kind of crack your flat work and your dressage, everything else clicks into place so much better, like the hacking, the jumping, everything. Um, but we have done, you know, so we've competed in dressage showing, which is probably the main reason I bought her um, was because I wanted a show cob. So showing, show jumping, I'm hoping to go and do cross country for the first time very soon. Um, what else? We've done horseback archery, side saddle. So it was just like, I mean, I do have goals to go out and compete. Like I would love to to do really well in dressage, like maybe to get to sort of novice elementary level with her would be great. If I could go any further than that, then that'd be amazing. Cause she's actually got, she's got really good collected paces. She actually struggles more with extended stuff, I think because she's so compact. Um, so I would love to do, to do that. But at the end of the day, it is just about having fun. Um, I love, capturing our memories together taking lots of photos and lots of videos because at the end of the day that's all we'll have one day of them so yeah just have as many memories as possible and just enjoy your time with them that's what it should be about 100% agree with you on that one when especially when they're a hobby uh, and you can do whatever you want just enjoy it like life like you say life is too short we we have them as a hobby we're meant to enjoy them so do whatever you want to do I mean I've got an unusual sport that I partake in I do working equitation that you should have a go, right? You love it. You'd absolutely oh. love working equitation. You've got to come and do some stuff. <laughs> and, um, and, and actually people are like, Oh, that's a bit of a weird hobby. Are you doing that? Cause you can't do the other sports. And it's like, no, no, I've had a go at all of them. Like this one, I just love. And I think sometimes just doing what you want to do. Like as long as you and your horse are happy. Great. Right. So I'm going to quick fire some questions at you now. Are you ready for this? What do people wrongly assume about you? Um, probably that I'm too heavy for pips. <laughs> probably the main one. Okay. Um, and what do you know for sure? That I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in relation to that. What do you know for sure about life or anything uh, really? What's, what's for sure for you? Like I said to you before, life is too short. Just 
grab the bull by the horns and go for it. If you've got something that you want to do, don't hold back from it. If you have, if you see something that you want to wear, just bloody wear it. Like who cares? Just be you and unequivocally you just enjoy life. Awesome. Love it. What's one word that describes you? <laughs> oh, I could think of a few. Um, I'll go with like, do I have to choose one? I'll let you have three. <laughs> I'll let you have three. <laughs> kind, weird, and crazy. Okay, they're cool. Right, okay. What's your biggest learning that's actually turned into your greatest asset in life? Uh, probably just that, you know, I keep saying it, life is too short. And just knowing that, like, what I wear in a day-to-day -day basis doesn't matter to anyone else. It doesn't harm anybody else. So if I want to wear my riding shirt tucked into my breeches, which seems to be like a, a no-can-do situation for someone who's my size, I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> Love it. Brilliant. And finally, to finish off then, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Hmm that you're prepared to share? <laughs> I don't know about crazy, but I'll share like my, my silliest fall for you because I think that's a, a pretty crazy thing to have happened. I went on a holiday to Little Lodge in, in Thetford and you get to swim the, with the horses there if you want to. And we were swimming, everything was going great. And I decided to take the saddle off and go in bareback. And yeah, everything was fine. And then I decided because there was someone there with my camera that I would put my arms out for a, a nice photo. And Peps decided to take herself up the bank when I had no reins. So I kind of grabbed on for a few seconds. And in those few seconds, I kind of looked down and I was like, either I fall off and land in the water or I fall off and I land on the side of the bank. So I just let go. This all happened in a split second. <laughs> I did in the water. And the video is so funny because you just hear me go <laughs> under the water. And then I get back up and Peps is just gone. I'm like, thanks for that. <laughs> Literally leave me in the drink. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Love them. They're brilliant. It is funny. I've um, swum with horses before and they get really, really slippery. And uh, and the funniest part that I found was that as you're, you both start to float, they just sort of float underneath you and you can easily float off. Yeah. Which is all very well until you're then swimming to try and get back onto them. Because as you then come back to the shore again, you've parted otherwise. And then it's really quite difficult to do. So love that. And I'm going to go. Is your video there um, to go and find? It is, yeah. Awesome. We're going to go and look that up. OK, so thank you so much, Ray. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we could have covered loads more, but we were on a bit of a time frame today before your little baby girl wakes up. So uh, making sure she's been really good, though, hasn't she? Yeah, she's still she asleep. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> So um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with or say or just give us a message to anyone that you think would sum, sum our chat up today? Um, I get a lot of people asking me like how I have a presence on camera, I suppose. And I think that it is it does come down to just be yourself, just do what you want to do, um, enjoy life to the fullest yeah just be you do what you want to do don't let anyone hold you back love it 
So just be you. As long as it's not hurting anyone else deliberately, be you because haters are going to hate regardless. Doesn't matter what you do, they're not going to like it. So yeah. that's and that's their problem, not yours as well. Like down to you, they've probably got their own issues, and that's yeah. why they're out on you. So that's exactly it. And that that is so the case with trolls or anything on the internet, and in, indeed in real life, when people have a real issue with you, it's normally what we call projection. It's normally their problem they're putting onto you. And actually, unless you have deliberately done something to really hurt someone then you, you can normally assume that you just crack on, carry on, and make sure what you're doing isn't deliberately hurting anyone else. That's it. Thank you so much, Ray. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you, and it's brilliant following what you're up to and your funny videos. They're absolutely fab. How you come up with them, I don't know. That is one thing I can absolutely assure you. I am not in any way creative to come up with the kind of things you do. I sit there and think, where do you get these ideas from? They're incredible. Um, I've always, well, I come from a kind of, well, my degree is in fine art and photography, uh, kind of a creative design kind of area anyway. So I think that's where it comes from. And then, yeah, maybe just spending the last, God, I don't even want to think about it, since 2006 on YouTube and kind of growing up with that, growing up with social media and watching social media change, going from MySpace to Bieber to Facebook and all the rest of it, I think, yeah. And being around a lot of creative people in my studies too has probably kind of influenced influenced that creative brain of mine. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. It's been absolutely brilliant listening to you and sharing your body positivity message and what you're about with others. If people want to see what you're up to, maybe drop you a message, get hold of you. Um, if there's any brands out there that would love to work with you or anything as well, um, how do they do that? So my social handle is Ray the Goth, which I've kept all these years. Um, people have said it's too nostalgic now and I can't change it. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep it. And yeah, my email is also raythegoth at live.co.uk if anyone wants to drop me a message. Super. Well, I'm sure you'll be inundated now. You might have regretted that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We look forward to following you, seeing what you're up to and supporting you in the cause of just be who you want to be and enjoy whatever you choose to enjoy. So thank you so much, Ray, and uh, we will no doubt see you again in the future. <laughs> thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. Who got the